In this episode of Shut the Shit Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall, we're discussing the pain of isolation and the gift of community. Join us and share this episode with your people. Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. I love that balaling. Balaling. Glad you're starting this episode. (laughs) It means we're ready, and we're in this together. It's it's all us today. We're all here together. Actually, that's the entire show topic. Is I should be with people. Um, If you are an introvert. Buckle up. This may be a stretch for hey, you. Well, I, I feel you, introverts. I see you. I see I'm you. telling you right now, people assume. And you know what happens when you assume. I won't repeat it. But people assume that your friend here, Candace Payne, is full-blown extrovert. And can I just be honest? I am a true ambivert. I am mm-hmm. both extrovert and introvert. And so I feel you. There are times where I want to isolate and pull away. There are, there are. Um, But most of the time, you know, I do get more fuel from being with others. So, you know, Uh we're going to, we're going to open that conversation today. We're going to, we've, we've traveled together and have, and I've had to be like, (laughs) I just need a moment. I just need a moment. I'm hiding over here. And we 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 know we've shared a hut in the wilds of Africa together. Yes, we have. <laughs> we've had we've a frog stories. invade our bathroom together. We've got stories of isolation well, and togetherness. Absolutely. We'll buckle up because we're going to start off this show having some fun, like we're already doing. A special game. One we've never ever played. Oh, a special game. Get ready. That's right. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Because today's special game is all about best friend duos, this or that. Who doesn't love a good this or that, Jenny? I actually don't because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not culturally relevant like you are, my friend. Like, I don't know pop what? culture. That's the word, pop culture. Oh, I don't okay, know. I so you're like coming up with names. I'm like, who's that? Who's Bill or Ted? Which we'll get to. It's fine. Oh, so, my goodness. Well, I think we have to start there now. So I know, if, right? If, let's just let's just go ahead and tackle the dark horse. If you had to pick <laughs> which friend you are most like, this is where it comes down to. Who you're most like or who you want to be best friends with? Oh, whoa, that changes everything about the oh, game. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay. Paper, rock, scissors will decide. Okay. Not best two out of three. It's right now. Right. We're going to go me. with you and me. You and me. If you're an audio listener, imagine. Give mm-hmm. us the good vibes. Put it out there. I'm throwing Pick a rocks. team right now. 
Team Candace, Team Candace, Team Candace. And you can have Team Jenny as well. You could do you have a chant for your team? People rooting for you? Jenny's. <laughs> nope. What? <laughs> I was gonna go rhyming. I was like pulling in the full rap mode, and then I was like, nope, don't even just rein it in. That- my brain was censoring my mouth. You're welcome. That was awesome. So Jenny, that's my chance. Here's what we're playing. We're playing a special game within a special game. What we're going to do is rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and Jenny, if you win, yeah. then we're going to do this or that with who you'd rather be best friends with. Yes, if ma'am. I win, it's going to be this or that. Who do you feel like you're more like as a friend? Okay. Oh, Ready? Okay. Yeah. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. And then you'll shoot. Ready? Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Shoot. Ah, scissors beats paper. Oh, I cut your I paper. Gone I rocks. win. I win. All right. I feel like you delayed that so you would lose. Is that something that you did? did no, you no, no. That your scissors were thrown below frame. So the whole time I'm like, what did she <gasps> oh, even okay. do? So you probably oh. threw something, some shade and then lifted it and was like, scissors. <laughs> That's oh, the kind of friend I am. I throw shade. That's right. <laughs> No, no. Actually, All right. Actually, this or that. What kind of friend are you in the Harry Potter trio? Because you don't just have one friend. How many of y'all you're like, no, we got a three friendship. Like yeah. we are thriving three. That's how Harry Potter is. You got Harry, Ron, Hermione in that group. Who would yeah. you more likely be? Jenny Randall. Love them all. I, I really know them a lot, <laughs> like a lot. Like I'm so secure in this response. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Other than okay. Harry, I'm totally like, I'm a friend like Harry is flying on sticks and stuff. Okay. So you Candace, I don't like know. Harry. I'm going to say you'd be more like Hermione. You'd be yep. Hermione. She's studious. She, she keeps, um, she keeps everybody together and on task. I feel like that's very much so you. Like is you she can be boring. I mean, no, but no, 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 no. She's super fun. A little sassy. I, okay, I mean, I'll be her, I'll be yeah, her. you're Hermione. You're Hermione. I probably would be Ron, the one that's like, try this, or let's do this oh, yeah. adventure that's going to get us all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely. I see that for you. You literally <laughs> recommend products just in our friendship, or you'll be using something, and I'm like, I need what she has, whatever <laughs> she's doing. Sold. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Timon and Pumbaa, Lion King. How about this one? Who would you rather be, Timon or Pumbaa? Or who who are you more like? Timon uh, is the meerkat. Pumbaa yeah. is the warthog. I think I uh, maybe the meerkat. Okay, Timon. Timon. I'd be Pumbaa. Yeah. This feels right. I mean, I think yeah. we're just on target. Yeah. If Best you're watching right now, the behind the scenes, and you're you're joining us on Facebook Live. <laughs> Who are you? I want, I want you to yeah you know, participate and let yeah. us know if we're getting it right. Maybe we're not that self-aware. All right. <laughs> I'm definitely not in this category, self-aware. Bill, and, Bill Ted? and Ted. Bill and Ted. Here we go. Bill and Ted. Excellent adventure. Keanu Reeves. There are four Ted. movies. There are four of these. FYI. Okay. I've watched them all. No, four. I haven't. I haven't. <sighs> I didn't. Crazy. Watch them all. I don't actually remember who's who. <laughs> I think Keanu Reeves is Ted because I frantically started Googling it. Yes, you're right. Okay, so okay. I'd be Bill. I'd be Bill. I'd be Ted. Okay, that feels right. We have to do this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlon yeah. and Dory from Finding Nemo. 
you had the dad trying to find Nemo and you had Dory, the absent-minded, I'm but definitely yet Dory. fun Still and kooky. I think we're both Dory in this situation. Yeah, yeah I agree. that can happen. Mm-hmm. Friends, Monica and Phoebe. Please, smelly cat, smell. You cat. are 100% oh, on point. you. You are a Phoebe if I've ever met one because your sense of humor is so quirky. I love it. I love your sense of humor. Um, and then you're always there like, why haven't we tried this? Like, I always just feel like Phoebe throws in the wisdom at the end of the, the, the episode where everybody's like, yeah. huh, that does make a lot of sense. And we haven't thought of it. <laughs> She's like the Captain Obvious of the group. I'm kind of yeah. a little bit um, fast paced, high strung like Monica, but not type oh. A personality like Monica. Yeah. So I think I would be a Monica in this situation. Okay. 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 We have a reboot. I don't know if it's a reboot or a remake or if it's a sequel, but there's a new Top Gun coming out. And so I need to know, are you more like Maverick or Goose? Which one? Um, you have zero uh, clue. You have zero zero clue. clue. I'm just making it up. Goose, 100%. Actually, I do think that you're probably more like Goose. You can, I don't know how you're nailing these. <laughs> Prophesy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. I don't know. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> Goose is loyal. He's a loyal friend. He, spoiler alert, he dies. But he, <gasps> he's, he's, no. <laughs> but he's a great friend, and he's like a a truth sayer. So yes, yes, I 100% see you as Goose, Maverick risk taker you know like like the word implies maverick you know yeah uh, doing their own thing adventurous yeah. i think i'm more of a maverick um mm-hmm. winnie the pooh or piglet who are you more like with that uh piglet piglet winnie the really? pooh i don't really? know i can't remember any key character traits of piglet i just know he's cute I think I think I'm like Winnie the Pooh because I like snacks. Um, yeah. I love being around my friends, but I always feel like around my friends, I'm like, oh bother. <laughs> like I'm always like, ah, something else happened, y'all. Help me out. <laughs> Aww. Aww. No, I really am true. I'm like, ah, get this. You'll never guess what happened today. That's kind of how Winnie is. And I think I'm yeah. a little bit like him. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got another trio. Kevin, Kate, or Randall. From this is, this us. is now, us. siblings, but they're also best friends. I mean, arguably best best friends, right? Best friends, yeah. Um, siblings and besties. So, which would you be out of that three? Kevin, Kate, or Randall? I think Kevin. Gosh, I love him. He's great. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's, why Kevin? He's though? so care. He well, he's a hot mess, and like, but he's trying so hard, and he's a romantic. And you're making me want to root for Kevin now. I so root for Kevin. At one point in the series, I was like, he's going to get saved and become a Christian. He was having a breakdown (laughs) moment in the lawn. (laughs) And I was like, where's the preacher? Go. Yeah, it didn't happen. But I love him. Yeah, I like him. Uh, Well, I think that I have um, every right to say that I'm like a Kate. Um, She hits a little too close to home for some of her childhood trauma. I'm like, uh, okay, okay. We both love music and singing. Um, We we both have weight issues. I get it. I get it. Identity issues. Uh, Yeah, falling in love with maybe somebody that's a little bit beyond our um, 
not like our worth, but definitely help us level up and think of life differently. I think we're seeing that in this season too. Oh no, Woo. you're behind on episodes. Woo. Woo. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not going to spoil, spoil it. Don't but spoil anything. But I see that Toby changes and pushes her to change <gasps> and she either gets the chance to join him or kind of go back to her own patterns. So I don't know. I identify with her on another level I wasn't really wanting to get into. Okay, lastly. <laughs> Han Solo or Chewbacca? I mean, you have to add this into our special game, right? Yeah. I mean, we have to. We have Han to. Solo. So, so who Han do you Solo. pick? Yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. I just feel like you have territory claimed, so I'm not stepping on it, girl. Actually, surprisingly, I was going to say I'm more Han Solo than Chewbacca. Because here's why. <laughs> Chewbacca is the loyal friend that doesn't say much, but when he does, it's powerful. I see my husband as more of like a Chewbacca, honestly. And I see me as the Han Solo that's like, sorry, I got us in this trap again. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> sorry. Whoopsie. And I'm like, can you help me? You know, yeah. So everybody would assume that I would say Chewbacca, but in this situation, not so much. So anyways. I feel good about it. I do. I feel really, really good about it. As a matter of fact, I feel so good about it. I'm ready to jump on out of this game and go to the next segment. He said He did say what? He said he what? said what? He said what? We flipped it and reversed it. We are doing some Bible teaching up front. Let's go for it. What it was God say about being with other people? Lead right, us. So yes, Lead us in this ma'am. I'm going to set some disclaimers so you all can not oh, send okay. us hate mail. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but we're talking about isolation today and how we should be in community. But I do want to be, we're not going to dive into this for six hours, just six seconds. There is high, healthy isolation that the Bible talks about in regards yes. to solitude. Jesus, he retreated, he would go off and pray and he would release his burdens. So we're talking about, we're not talking about um, that today, but I just am mentioning like when mm. we were joking, introverts and I had to go isolate and hide in another corner. Like that was a health, I wasn't running from trauma or drama, but I had to go collect my shizzle sticks and go over there. You wow. know what I mean? Like shizzle you, sticks. You just said shizzle sticks and I, I what we need a shirt. <laughs> shizzle, shizzle sticks. Yeah. You know, that's the second shirt I've spontaneously created this week with my words. So let's do it. Uh, it's on the list, FYI. Shizzle okay. Sticks. So that's a healthy isolation, right? We're not talking about that. So we are talking about when this episode is talking about the unhealthy isolation and I'm just going to yeah. lead us through it and how that came to be. We see in Genesis 2:18, this is the mm. creation story. God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So we see in the start mm. of the creation story, God brought in community. He brought people together. Obviously, this is referring to Adam and Eve. But then in Genesis 3, sin enters the world. Dun, dun, dun. And Adam and Eve actually respond by isolating from God. Okay, so, can we pause for just a second, though? Pause it. Yes. I have never, ever really thought about Genesis 2.18 like I'm thinking about it right now. I always hear like this 
big, huge sentence with a with the ending of it. So God said, I will make him a helper fit for him. But if you just take the first part of the sentence before that semicolon, it's God flat out saying, it's not good that man should be alone. I think that sums up the entire episode, Jenny. Yeah, we're done. Shut the shit up, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Met our time goal. Under I 30 see- minutes. No, I just think I, I've never, it just, you know, when something leaps off the page yeah. in your thoughts, that alone right there, that sentiment for God going, Hey, it's not good that man should be alone. Just stay there for a second and realize yeah. this. You, you're not meant to be alone. Okay. Keep going. So sin yeah. enters the world. And Adam we're created and for relationship. Yeah. So they, so mm-hmm. he, he's like, um, He's like, why? Where'd you go, Adam? And he's all, this is me yeah. paraphrasing Jenny version. Okay. Of course. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God's mm. like, what? Who said you were naked? And then um, it just goes on and they talk about it. And the serpent deceived me and I ate it. So they're talking about what happened. And then what God does, well, they're hiding and they're isolating. What God is, he does, he responds. He obviously calls them out in a nice way, but then he covers them. And mm. he's like, all right, he physically covers them. Um, so they're no longer naked anymore, but we can see that so in this isolation, powerful. in this isolation, they're not only isolating and separate their sin caused them to isolate and separate from God, which should be a good, uh, relationship that you run to. That's, a, that's a different conversation, but they took themselves out of that relationship because of shame, mm-hmm. sin, bitterness, and we can find ourselves as humans fall into those patterns of isolation where we pull ourselves out of relationship from God, who is first, first of all, always with us. Um, but we retract from us connecting to him as well as us isolating from other people because of sin, shame, bitterness, or they did us dirty and we're not going to go talk about it. Like whatever the case may be. Um, wow. Here's what I love that I've never thought about too is the grace that he had to fashion clothes for them. Think of it this way. The thing that isolated them was this feeling of shame. It was the, Oh my goodness. We're all of a sudden aware that we Mm -hmm. are shameful and we're naked. Now, listen, I'm not saying being naked is shameful. I'm saying the feeling of that became awareness to them. And God, I love this. He never went, you're right. You are naked. That's disgusting. Ew. Let me clothe you. Instead, he loved them so much to go, you have awareness now of something that mm. I, I I was never going to tell you you were naked. Who told you you were naked? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't bother me. Your nakedness doesn't bother me. And this is, I'm equating the word naked with vulnerability. Yeah. Because let's just be honest. There's a lot of times in friendships that we get to a place where we're a little bit too vulnerable with people. Mm-hmm. And we get to this moment where it's full blown. Uh, I can't be myself a hundred percent because they know me too well and they're not going to like this about me. And God himself in the beginning of our origin story of isolating ourselves from him goes, I'm going to do something really kind. Although it doesn't bother me, I'm going to allow you to feel more comfortable by covering what you think is between us. And so I just think that that's a great representation. Yeah. And, and it restores, I mean, it now, now the, the in process story is 
the Lord restoring relationship, right? That's, that's this whole story, this whole journey we're on in the Bible of like walking it out is restoring that relationship. God, God could have not included us in his journey, but he is so gracious that he's like, yes, let's, let's create humans. Oh, man shouldn't be alone. Let's bring them with other people. And then he wants to be in relationship with us so bad that, I mean, he, out of this love, not that he's desperate, whatever, theologically like he's like you're right wait a minute i'm, I'm conflicted restore, in the theology of this <laughs> i'm gonna restore i'm gonna restore this relationship and he does that by covering us covering our wow. shame covering our sin bringing us out of isolation and giving us that and there's a time and a place right to be naked before man if you will there's a time and a place um, um we what shouldn't time and place is that we shouldn't <laughs> share every all our chisel sticks with every stranger <laughs> right? Like yeah, you, you handled that. So classy. I was really hoping to get a rise out of you, but that's fine. You're good. Fine. You're good. Anyways, <laughs> let me read this verse and then you can le- land the plane where you want to. But Psalm 139, <laughs> seven, eight says, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I mm. flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Shiloh, you are there. So God, it, I mean, God is always with us. And as yes. a Christ follower, he indwells in us. So I think part of our humanity is mm-hmm. fighting that temptation to isolate or to retreat from the presence of God, because I always think of it like this. If I were to break a window when I'm a young child, like uh, an unhealthy relationship response is to run from my dad who would because I'm afraid he's going to be angry mm. with my mistake, but a healthy relationship response is to run towards your dad and be like, mm. Oh my gosh, dad, I broke this one. Oh, help me fix it. And we see here in, in, as you call it, the origin story, uh, yeah. the Lord, when, when he, first of all, he approached them, but we can approach him in this healthy relationship, asking him to help fix our brokenness, our nakedness, um, and to cover us and be present in that. And, and two, Man, the story of the leopard, he not only heals the leper, I'm jumping around, I feel it. He not only wow. he not only heals the leper who was sick and he's like, "God, you can heal me." And then he does, but he also people miss this a lot of times, but he restores him to community. And I think a lot of the times we just blow by that mere fact, but God wants us to be in mm-hmm. restorative community and to be with other people cuz we aren't created to do this thing alone. Well, I think it's I think it's amazing too. And it may feel a little bit off topic to some listeners. I'm not even joking right now. And I'm not trying to say that we're doing the wrong thing in this conversation, but the episode title is I should be with people. And yet we're more talking about God being with us in this moment. But what you're end capping all these stories with is that God in the moments and pursuits of having relationship with us also, I mean, he it's, it's not um, a this or that it is very much so. And he opens up the opportunity for us to be with others. And so this is where I feel like it's it's important for this episode to realize as a person of faith, as a Christ follower, very specifically a Christian, if you're somebody that says, I love God, I love him, I just don't like his people. Mm. That's not an approachable phrase that you should probably keep in your vocabulary because the reality is, is everywhere that we've seen God give us his presence. He's not done it just specifically for one. It's for a multitude. Either it trickles down and it affects the crowd or it affects the community. Or like you said, with the leper, it restores him to a community. And that's really, honestly, you can't have one or the other. It's, it's just not a lone ranger faith here. 
Yeah. And so I think that that's important when we're saying I should be with people. It's not just, well, I can, I can have my relationship with God and be holy and be by myself and me and Jesus. That's all I need. (laughs) Well, friend, the reality is, is there's a vertical relationship with God, but there's also a horizontal relationship that he calls us to do. And when, when it comes down to it, there are only two things at the end of the day that I will die on a hill for about my faith. There's only two. And it comes down to loving God and loving people. It, and I know that it seems very cliche or churchy to say that. Mm-hmm. But when I think about the breadth of my life and the faith that I have, those are two things that I can always bank on. I can come down to how well am I loving God? Like, am I really loving him? Am I broken for the things that he's broken for? Am I in line with his heart? And then am I really loving other people well? Like, and not just like the people that love me, but loving my enemies. Am I like loving people? Matters not (laughs) who they are. Am I loving well? And so um, I think it's beautiful how you set the stage in what he says in his word about isolation and that we didn't go the whole route of, well, you know, we were going to say this verse. As a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and say it. (laughs) Proverbs 27, 17. How many of you heard this? Iron sharpens iron. And one man sharpens another. Um, We could also talk about how there's a scripture that we use during weddings a lot that says uh, a cord of three strands cannot be quickly broken. You know, I mean, like it's this idea that, oh, yeah, you need to be together. You need to love people. You need to be sharpening other people. And we could camp on that all day long. But I think it's beautiful how you set the tone, Jenny, for us understanding that presence is what God wants for us. Not just for us and him, but for us and all that he loves. Everybody. Like we should be with people because God's with people. Yeah. And he yeah. And we've already t- touched on this. He doesn't have favoritism. Yeah. It's like all and, of us. And I think too, like looking at the original sin of uh, that isolation was a part of that. I think mm. we can forget that. So even saying That's really like, good there's an unhealthy isolation that as humans, we can have a tendency to find comfort in, but it's not true comfort. Right. And when we look to God for the true comfort and the true covering, we're able to relate to other people Mm. at a healthier level. And we, we came in (laughs) hot hot and holy, but we're going to, we're going to break this down and share more of our stories and continue the conversation. I just keep fluffing my hair. We talked about this off camera because Candace is anyone that's watching live or watching this replay. Her hair looks so good today. So in in the little segment breaks, I'm like, fluff your hair up. Get it up. Get it on measure with Candace. Anyways. My Texas hair is strong. It came it looks, to the podcast ugh. ready. Yes, it, it did. said I'm here today. <laughs> okay. This segment, <laughs> we're going to tell some stories and I just... I might have shared this before, but I it's okay. New kids on the block. Uh, first concert. Oh, oh, oh. Hanging tough. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Did you step have a sleeping bag? Oh. Ooh, Ooh, baby. baby. Who was your favorite? I'm a Joey girl. Joey. Oh, <laughs> we all love Joey. We all love Joey. Don't even get me started. He was the cutest. 100%. He was. 100%. I thought you were going to say Jordan. 
And then there was some, oh Jordan looked like an ogre. Sorry, Jordan, <gasps> if you're a real person and you listen to this show. He's a real person. He's listen, my cousin. No, it's stop it. Is no, really? it's not. It's not. Don't. In this world, it wouldn't surprise me. You never anything. know. Never know. No, I mean, he kind of had a Shrek vibe before Shrek was a thing. I it's don't. It's the jawline. It's Are you sure you're not thinking about like Danny? No, I'm thinking Jordan. Oh. Maybe I was thinking Danny. I don't know. Or is it Donnie? Oh my gosh. Who? Jordan? No, that's Joey. a Wahlberg. I know the Wahlberg. That's okay. Donnie. Wahlberg. <laughs> okay, I'll talk guys. All day about Donnie I was a Joey girl. Okay, so my first <laughs> concert, New Kids on the Block. I went with my sister. I went with my two best friends. I'm in third okay. grade. I can't even imagine. Went with two of the parents, and we had to buy merch. Obviously, what you do at your well, first concert, any concert. Of course. So I'm in the merch line. Yeah. I'm the last one to go out of our friends. And I bought my Joey hat. I bought uh -huh. my Joey pin. Okay. okay. It was it a looked, big button. You remember those big buttons? Yeah, it was a big one of his face. <laughs> yes, it was. It was white with his beautiful face. Yes. And yeah. And I look around and I was lost. Everybody has left me. Little oh, third grade Jenny no. was panicking and it felt like hours right you oh. should be. And it was a moment no. where I wasn't isolating on purpose, right? This wasn't an unhealthy <laughs> isolation chosen by me. I was surrounded by people. Strangers. Involuntary isolation. <laughs> Involuntary isolation. But I felt so alone. I was panicking. Um, yeah. I think it, it felt like six hours. It was probably six seconds. And then my sister found me and I was safe. But there was, oh. I remember that moment of panic. So we're going to weave that story into some touch points we have down this journey. But we, you wow. can all remember your first time. I remember you shared a time once when yeah. you were in the movie theater. Yeah, and I got lost. Yeah. yeah. Went up to the wrong guy. I thought it was my dad. Anyways, members only jacket. It was the 80s. I will <laughs> say a moment of isolation for me that I actually, <laughs> I didn't really want to get deep into this, but let's go here. Do it. So for me, I started isolating myself right after Chewbacca mom stuff. And here's oh, she's why. doing it. I'm you're going deep. About, you're talking about physically isolating on purpose. Go on ahead. On purpose. Um, instantly, I, I became somebody that was somebody to use as a step to get something else. In the middle of having like overnight success or platform or fame, um, I became to I came to a point where I didn't know who to trust in my life, and it led me to isolate. Uh, you know, I mean, like, and and I'm saying like this even went as close to my front door. You know what I mean? Like having cousins or relatives call all of a sudden that I hadn't talked to in years. I became questioning their motives. Are they excited for me or mm. do they want something from me? Um, friends that were awesome friends, but never had asked me to share on my Instagram about their small business were now like flooding my DMS and texting me and being like, Oh my gosh, can you just bring me on live with you? And we'll talk about such and such and such and such. And I was like, you never did this before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so because of that, I went through probably about 18 months of isolating myself from real friendships. And I mean, like, oh, real that's friendships. the unhealthy piece of it. Cause I'm like, isn't part of that healthy? 
There is part of putting boundaries in that and identifying motives and really, you know, I mean, there is that health to it, but. Right. But you just touched the unhealthy point when you said I isolated from true friendship. That there is. Yeah. Instead of me dealing with asking the hard questions of my friends, you know, or instead of me going, Hey, that kind of feels gross. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like just as simple as going, you know what? You didn't ask me to do this before I had almost a million followers on Facebook. And now you want me to, can you explain that? You know, instead of just having a harder conversation yeah. and I would just go, no, thank you. And then I would be like putting up walls. Don't trust. Don't feel like anybody really loves me for me anymore. I've become a character to people instead of being Candace to my friends. Like it, we're talking like isolation led me to start making strongholds of lies that I believed about my identity. Oh, and yeah, yeah, this is where the unhealthy part of it is very much. So a reality for even some people listening right now, like Mm -hmm. I know we've, we have fun with these conversations, but the reality is, is that when you isolate to a point of now you partner with things that are going on internally in your head that they've never said, you're creating strongholds saying, I am this type of person. I will never have friends. I always face rejection. I, you know, it's, it's, it's those lies of the enemy that we constantly say, you cannot have those things running rampant and free in your mind because scripture tells us so clearly, take captive everything that raises itself against the knowledge of God. So God doesn't say that you're that way, but yet you in isolation, in protection, because sometimes isolation is protection for people. Yeah. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. you can build these strongholds of things that just aren't true that now become not just things that you think, but they're patterns of what you think you are. Like your identity becomes intertwined in those thoughts. And surprise, that leads you to more isolation. <laughs> like that, yeah. that, that leads you to more inauthentic relationships. And for about 18 months, I did that. And then I woke up uh, with just one of those moments, like a prodigal son eating slop in a, in a pig pen, except my slop wasn't a pig pen. It was just me eating a salad from Chick-fil-A. I remember it. It was a Southwest salad from Chick-fil-A. And I remember crying in it. Thinking, a healthy life choice. <laughs> well, thank you. I remember crying in it thinking, nice. I'm so alone. I am so alone right now and I'm tired of feeling alone. And so put, put on my big girl panties after that salad and made a couple of texts and phone calls and said, I'm tired of feeling like this. Can we be friends again? And got a lot of clarity. So if you're isolating, you got to fight for clarity. Fight for clarity. I'm holding back my joke that you were eating a salad and put on your panties. I'm like, was she naked before the Lord (laughs) eating that salad? I mean, is that where we're going with this full circle moment? I'll be honest. I I can tell the whole internet webs. Sometimes I take a shower. I put on a towel. That's it. One on my head, one around my body, and I'll go eat on the couch. If nobody's in the house with me, there's no crime against that. Y'all can sit in judgment all you want, but that is a great day for me. I will isolate that way, and it'll be wonderful. (laughs) And And you can count on that. (laughs) <laughs> Lord, that's covered you. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't trying to diminish your beautiful story of reconciliation and no, relationship, girl. but I'm just like, she did say she was eating and then she put on her big girl panties. Do we go here? Oh, we went there. <sighs> we went there. 
we went there. We went there. As a matter of fact, I feel like we should just keep on going. Keep on going to all the places. So uh, if you don't mind, let's just take a couple of seconds. I'm going to go ahead and show you something right now for all of y'all that are watching online. You can see this. We've got Shut the Should Up merch. That's right. Whoop, whoop. New season four official merch. I want you to see this design if you're watching with us. If you're not, you're just going to have to listen to the description. We have on it some great stuff where it says Shut the Should Up with a cool design in the middle. But not only that, we have all of our segment titles on there. So if you're like, oh, I love this segment when they do confetti like praise or when we do high five at story time it's all on that shirt for you we've got a yellow option and a black option and i've got them both and they're super buttery soft and buttery i can't live soft. without them <laughs> can't live without them so if you're wanting to get a shut the should up merchandise visit our website shut the we will have all the links for you there and you're just going to want to get one jenny do you have one yet Shut the shit up. I just feel like, oh. like the perfect time for like a jingle. Shut the shit up. Merchandise. I do not have one because I forgot to buy it. Somebody can buy one for me right now. Oh my gosh. Well, I tell you what. If you don't have one, go ahead and get one. We're going to make that link available for you. Won't you do it, y'all? Time and time again, won't you do it, y'all? In this segment, we are highlighting your reviews and celebrating how God is actually using this podcast to make an impact in your life and in the life of others. Don't forget, if you are loving this show, go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or however you listen. Yes, ma'am. Let's see. Um, I'm going to read it. And the username <laughs> is, well, Candace, do you want to put us back up on the screen for all our viewer watchers? Oh, let's you're just, do that. You're just trying to get them to buy that merch like nothing else. <laughs> like, I'm going to leave this picture of the merch up for hours. I started panicking and sweating that I had to do it. And I was like, I can't. I'm just going to verbally ask you some thank you. Okay. So username. This is the fun username. Trying yeah. over here. That's her username. I'm trying over here. And I like trying over trying. here. And they said, oh, how I've missed you. First of all, five out of five stars. Such a treat to find you back. Emoji faces. Thank you. What you do matters. Your laughter is pure frosting on the cake. Sweet, delicious. And I just want more. Thank oh. you. Ooh. We're Thanks like trying cake. over here. Cake We're like cake. I love yeah. it. I love it. Thank you so much at trying over here. We hope that maybe wherever you are, you accomplished your goal today. <laughs> Try. Because you keep trying. trying. You're Keep trying. trying. You've set Keep that trying. bar. You're doing it. <laughs> Come on now. What do we say? I was about to be like, thank you for leaving a review. We love all our reviewers. And you were like, enough of that. <laughs> well, I'm trying over here to do my own thing too, Jenny. We're trying to get this show under 30 minutes. We are good at it. We're trying. Trying. Listen, we said what is where we just talk about how we feel about isolation and how we should be in community. And we already set the bar for what God thinks about it. So we just wanted that to frame your thoughts throughout this episode. And we just wanted to kind of yeah. wrap it up with some of our own thoughts. And 
when I shared my story of feeling lost, like getting lost as a third grader just for six seconds, I can still feel that tension of that. Mm. Um, it, it made me think about how we can sit in the same room physically with others, or we can be at a church service surrounded by hundreds of people or a handful of people, but we can still be isolated or unconnected mentally. So even if we're showing up physically, we can still have that isolation of barriers uh, where we're like, nope, I, I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to be vulnerable um, because it feels unsafe or I feel, or I don't feel comfortable or I feel shame, whatever that I statement is. Right. Um, yeah. so I want to yeah. just take a couple minutes to talk about that. Cause we've been talking about physical isolation of literally taking yourself out of community, but I want to talk yeah. about the mental isolation as well. I love this. I love this. You want to know why sure. I fully have participated in mental isolation most of my life. Um, I've used it as a coping mechanism. So I, I totally get it mm -hmm. being in a crowd, but not being there. Mm. Um, being in a conversation, <laughs> but being somewhere else. Uh, I think mental isolation is a real issue. As a matter of fact, during the height of the pandemic, mm -hmm. um, we're seeing statistics now coming out. I want to read some of these for our listeners. Okay. In our recent national survey of American adults, 36% of people reported serious loneliness the feeling lonely frequently or almost all the time um, in four weeks prior to the survey. And this included 61% of young people that are ages 18 to 25 and 51% of mothers with young children. Okay. So, so really, honestly, it's, it's hitting all, <laughs> all ages, right? Yeah. Um, stay at home mamas. How we doing? How we doing out there? with this idea of loneliness and, and mental isolation. Um, another statistic, 43% of young adults reported increases in loneliness since the outbreak of the pandemic. About half of lonely young adults in our survey reported that no one in the past few weeks had taken more than just a few minutes to ask how they are doing in a way that made them feel like the person genuinely cared. That makes me want to cry. I'm right? literally crying right now. Right? Right? I, I can pinpoint hmm. uh, just having a friend or a family member. I don't, I mean, I'm like, want to call my friends right now, but just <clears throat> being like, Hey, how are you? Like, how are you doing? Mm. How are you really doing? And listening with no agenda attached other than caring for somebody like when is like, gosh, we should do that more. Mm. I love working with people in ministry, but sometimes I think they've trained themselves and this isn't, this is a big generalization. So I'm, I'm not saying like everybody's like this, mm -hmm. but I do know a few people that they've trained themselves to be conscious of not just jumping and asking for a favor from you and to get to have a little small talk before they get to that. <laughs> and it, and it really does come out disingenuous sometimes. Mm. Like, how are you doing? How's the kids? How's Chris? Yeah. What are you doing? What's your latest projects? Awesome. So I have this idea <laughs> and I cannot tell you how much 
it serves my heart and my soul well when somebody just says, I've got nothing I need from you. I just am checking in. How are you doing? Yeah. All the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. And to be quite honest, those are my real people and my real friends that I can count on. So you're, I feel you're like right. we can, I feel like we can all connect to that on a different level. Like call, someone calling me, how you doing? Oh, can you help me move? Or like, that's just a silly, example, <laughs> right? But like, right, right. We, we can all I need a couple bucks for gas. Yeah. We you know? can all gauge the motives of the conversation and, um, yeah. and that's okay. Cause, cause people need favors and blah, 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 blah. Mm. But, but it does hit differently when there's that mm. genuine care of response of like, let's just sit in this and see like how, but how are you doing? That's literally my only motivation for calling and asking. And I think a lot more people would feel seen. Wow. They would feel cared for. They would feel heard. They would feel, they would have an understanding of biblical community. Hmm. And it, it's, it is needed to both give and receive that. Cause you, cause you could ask me yeah. how I'm doing and I could be like, I'm good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to be authentic in that place of ask as well. Yeah. I think too, the most alarming statistic that we have kind of touched on, but that when you really bring it home, it also says in the study that young adults suffer the high rates of both loneliness and anxiety and depression. And according to a recent CDC survey, 63% of this age group are suffering significant symptoms of anxiety or depression. So I want, I want you to understand for a second what we're talking about. This is the next generation. Let's, let's go ahead and get that in our minds right now. This is our future walking into the next season equipped with what? Anxiety depression, loneliness, the severity of it is a real thing. Um, and listen, it, it I, I don't want to be like a devil under every rock, right? Where you're just trying to find how Satan's trying to use this and, and manipulate our society. But this has been a long pattern, not just a pandemic pattern. When you yeah. think about it, we isolate ourselves just by the devices that we carry in our pocket the lives that we live that are <laughs> completely online versus in real life, you know, offline. And mm -hmm. isolation is not a pandemic uh, surprise for us. Like, oh, wow, that came out of nowhere. It's just now coupled with all of these post-pandemic moments of, I have this post-pandemic stress of isolation that has given me depression, anxiety on top of it, because I was already isolating myself to live a very private life otherwise. Uh, it, it, it makes me a little concerned for our future, to be quite honest. It makes me um, concerned to the point of making sure the children that I'm raising have real friends, yeah. have, have friends that they, they do things with. It, it makes me concerned for my health. Like, I know I joked about this in another episode and just kind of briefly mentioned it, but somewhere I was unsettled last year and I sent out a text to three other couples in our church. And I said, Hey, do y'all want to meet once a month for a breakfast brunch? No kids allowed. We go to one of our favorite restaurants. We spoil ourselves and we get to know each other. 
And this is something now that they text me almost every week. Do you have this Saturday open? Like, what? when are we doing that again? And these are adult friends that have four to five plus kids at home, maybe mm-hmm. two or more, and they don't have the time to make. And yet we are valuing it and making it a priority to make this connection and get together. So it's yeah. not just for our youth to, to pull them along and drag them along out of isolation into relationship. It's for us too. We all yeah. need it. We need friendships in real life. And you're modeling the intentionality as well. That has to go with, with consciously stepping out of isolation because God may put rainbows and butterflies and best friends on your doorstep, but you have to open that door. Right. Mm. So there has to be, there has to be an intentionality of pursuits. Um, I love that intentionality of pursuit. That's so good. And we, we could, we kind of ended, it's kind of a Debbie Downer, but we could give you six steps to living an unisolated life, but I want to leave you with one. And this is a quote Mm. from Harvard. Um, This is where we got the stats from. It's an article from last year, 2021. I I believe the stats still to be relevant, if not more. Um, But Harvard had this quote, the article is called loneliness in America. And they said, we need to return to an idea that was central to our founding and is at the heart of many great religious traditions. We have commitments to ourselves, but we also have vital commitments to each other, including to those who are vulnerable. So I want to challenge our listeners today to value the religious tradition of gathering, of celebrating and eating meals together of showing up for one another, of seeing the less vulnerable and sitting and saying, Hey, how are you really with no agenda attached? So that's how I feel we can not only help others Mm -hmm. show up and pull out of isolation, but for ourselves, if you're feeling isolated, take, take a breath Mm -hmm. and show up to be vulnerable and reach out to those that, that you can. Come on. Okay, listen, I wasn't going to share this, but I feel like I need to. You know how this goes, Jenny. I feel like I need to. I just got back from a trip to Israel, and every Friday they have Shabbat, which is Sabbath. And we got to encounter a Shabbat meal in a home with a Jewish family. They invited us. What in the world? Amazing, right? But one of the things that was so significant to me as we sat there was the father explaining to us the importance of what they're denying themselves. Listen, we can look at those that are Orthodox Jew in in Judaism and say, why are they like turning off all the electricity and they don't have, you know what I mean? Like, we're like, I can't do it. But he said, imagine the value of turning your phone off for 24 hours once a week. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, I see my wife's eyes. I see my children smile. I, I work on my marriage and my friendships. He said, I walk with my friends instead of take cars everywhere. And we have walks together and we enjoy the breeze. And I'm sitting here thinking, that sounds like a vacation to me. That's like once or twice <laughs> a year. That's not a once a week. And this is where I really feel like it's important. Um, Maybe this was just for me specifically, but I felt the importance of that Sabbath, not just being, let's get church and lunch together, but really 
let me intentionally pour into my people. And that's, that's something I'd want to challenge. If you're really suffering from isolation and not being with others, maybe you need to do a 24 hour, just turn it off, turn off the phone, turn off the social media and just be with people that love you and that you love and that you want to get back together with and get to know again. Yeah. Um, it, it could just be as small as doing that. So maybe there's a challenge out there that some of y'all take. If you do, let us know. Come mm-hmm. back and let us know. Tell us how it went. We, we'd love to hear from you. As a matter of fact, we know that um, nobody really walks this life alone. And one of the greatest ways that we can walk with you is to pray for you. Hey, let's pray. So... As we close out our time together, this is a a special moment that we always want to end with, and it's praying for you. And so, um, Jenny, do you mind if I just lead us really quick? Yes, go for it. Let's go. God, we just pray for those that are feeling that tug to reconnect with people in their lives that are possibly going through not just isolation physically, but also isolation mentally. There's a space that they're saying, I feel alone. And not just alone because of it, I feel this depression and this anxiety just sweeping over my thoughts, my, my inner person. (laughs) And that's becoming more of their identity than anything else. God, I pray right now for clarity in their minds to remember that they are loved by you. They are covered by you, that they are pursued by you, that that relationship would be of utmost importance. But God, I also pray that, that you would give them encounters and friendships and people to reach out to and to, to once again, just hold hands with and do life with on every level. Um, God, we ask all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. A yes. Shut the shit up everybody until next time. We hope that you have a great, great rest of your day. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.